Today on City Cash Chicago, I love going to the movies. And from the indie flick, I love my dad, to Jordan Peele's blockbuster, Nope, there are a lot of films to check out in theaters right now. I sit down with film critic Reggie Ponder about some of the big indie films playing in and around Chicago this weekend. It's Thursday, August 4th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Nope is actually the last two films that I've seen in theaters. I, I went back and saw it twice um, over the last couple of weeks. And, and so for people who, who might not be familiar with it, you know, can you, can you give us a little bit of, of what this latest movie from, from Jordan Peele looks and feels like? This is so tough. You, you're making me mad, man. You're making me mad. This is so tough to do <laughs> without, without giving away some spoilers. But it's been out a few weeks, so I, I'll, I'll try to limit the spoilers here. The, the the thing is, is hey, that, I'll I'll fill in some details too. Uh, okay. The thing is, is that um, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer play brother and sister, and they're on a ranch outside mm-hmm. of L.A., California, in which it was uh, they inherited from their father. They are horse horse ranchers, if you will, but they provide horses, yep. trained horses, to Hollywood, and they're just struggling. They're out there struggling, trying to make ends meet. And they notice that something is not quite right in their town. I, I don't want to say what that something is, but they determine that mm-hmm. since something is not quite right, maybe they can get that 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 picture of that something that's not right and make money off of it. And I'm going to say mm-hmm. right away to that, nope. I'm not going to try to make money on that. <laughs> hey. eh. But anyway, uh, Kiki Palmer is really the architect of this whole thing. She's telling her brother, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Kaluuya, look, man, we need to make this happen. And he's not yeah. really for it in the beginning. He ends up saying, OK, let's do it. And it sets off a whole series of events uh, throughout. I'm again, want to kind of keep it with, uh, somewhat mysterious. But what, what I'll mm-hmm. say is that. Uh, Jordan Peele does a couple of things. I'm going to talk about what he does in the film as opposed to what happens in the film. He mm-hmm. provides some history and some black history, in fact, about a which I don't think a spoil the film about a black jockey who um, was really the precursor to modern day films. They did a 16 um, picture thing where they saw the black jockey and it's supposed to show motion and they record who the horse is. They record who the owner of the horse is in re- in 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 real time, but you never know. You don't know who this yeah. black jockey is. But in the film, the black jockey is their great great grandfather, and and they tell that story to just talk about the history of black people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And somebody I, who who loves films as much as you, what was that experience like? Not only that, over the last year or so, we've kind of reemerged, headed back to the theater, but but seeing a blockbuster like that, you know, what was your feeling sitting there in your seat? I I, I enjoy seeing the movies with people. I, I think that the the crowd effect is underestimated. In fact, is that things that people are laughing at or things that people are scared at, you might not laugh or be scared at at them by yourself. But when you're in an environment with people like, ooh, ah, and I think this is one of those kind of movies that you want to see on, on the big screen. I, but for some people, it's very a disappointing a movie. And I think that the reason it is is because Jordan Peele uh, tries to peel back a lot of layers as he's 
helping you discover what he's talking about. So he, he throws a little history in here. He makes some commentary about Hollywood here. He makes uh, commentary about child stars over here. He makes uh, a commentary of being seen and not being seen about animals being yeah. broken and, 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 and trained. So he's making a lot of commentary throughout the movie. So the question really is, and I'll ask you this because you saw it twice, is does his ability to uh, infuse it with so many hidden messages and try to make you think, does mm -hmm. that impact the entertainment value for you? I'm going to answer no. For me, this personally was my favorite of his trilogy, right? I, for me, I, I loved Get Out. I loved Us. I thought they both shined in different ways. And I thought this blended a little bit of, the, uh, of both worlds. I thought it, it wasn't as maybe heavy handed at points in Get Out. It was a little more subversive, a little more subtle at, at certain moments. Um, I, I enjoyed just the story arc from start to finish a little bit more than I did Us, which again, another brilliant film with brilliant um, actors through and through. Um, and so for me, it, it was probably the one that I um found myself enjoying a lot more in the, the the sort of the watching experience wow wow so 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 look i don't even know why you had me on because you did a much better job than me <laughs> I, I i will tell uh, absolutely i love what you just said there when i saw mm -hmm. the movie and i walked out i saw some young 20 somethings uh and i mean maybe like 26 uh, to 28 years old talking about the movie i walk up to them and say hey i'm a critic uh, what did you guys think about the movie? And all, all, every person, two or two, was six of them, they gave it a, a seven out of 10. And they gave it a seven out of 10 because they were had to work so hard to understand the messages. I think people is, is, is they doing the fruit loop and the, the milk thing again to themselves. I think some things are just meant to be cool. They're meant to be captivated. I think he, it feels like he's asking more questions that he'll ultimately answer. But I, I also think just naturally because of what he's put out, I think we're asking more questions than he did at certain points. So I, I actually disagree with that, having read the production notes, mm. is that having read the production notes, he was trying to infuse all those things that people are talking about. And, <laughs> and, and I don't want to give it away because he, he, speaks, for, he speaks for himself. But he mm -hmm. was trying to make me uh, a message about blacks in Hollywood. He was trying to make a message about... For sure. Uh, about... Um, uh, child stars in Hollywood. He was trying to make a message about animals and how we treat them and what we do with them in Hollywood. He was trying to make a message about blacks being seen in sci-fi. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, 
your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. I want to talk about another movie that I just well, watched yesterday. I know, oh, but before ahead, you before... do that, but before you do that, so since mm-hmm. we're in Chicago talking about Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about Nope, our Chicago connection is Kiki Palmer. Now you're going to talk about yes. another. Now you're going to talk about another film, which our Chicago connection is Little Little Rail Howery. So go ahead and talk about that one. Mm-hmm. An- another movie I just watched uh, earlier this week. Um, it, Let's just say it's very different, but it's another one that's that's uh, available for people to watch around Chicago, and it's called I Love My Dad. Patton Oswalt's performance as Chuck and just this, the anxiety you feel every time he's on screen. My uh, son, I've been trying to, get, trying to get in touch with my son, and, and, and he's been ignoring me. Ignoring you. And I think, I think, I think he blocked me online. Can you tell me a little bit, Reggie, what is this movie about uh, for the people who are not familiar? He plays the father, and his son in the film has basically disconnected, just said, look, I don't want to talk to you no more. We, we, we cannot chill. We cannot. I can't have any interaction with you anymore. However, Lil Rail says, you know what? I mean, that happens. You know, my ex blocked me one time, and I just started a different page under a different name, a whole different picture, <laughs> you know? I was checking her shit all the time. She never even knew. <laughs> so this father decides, man, maybe I'll do that with my son. But he does it. He catfishes his son with a, a, a young woman. And eventually the son is like, I love my dad. He don't know he loves his dad because he loves he loves yeah, this woman. Right. <laughs> right. The catfish goes uh, goes further and further and further into the realm of the creepiness. Let's just be real. I think uh, from a from a concept, it, it's a fun concept to really kind of think about. Did he really catfish his son? Did the how how are you gonna are you eventually gonna tell your son, or is your son gonna find out and and what's gonna happen in this whole thing? I I like this concept. I, I was anxious the whole time. <laughs> And when you talk about creepy, so I want to move on to the next real quick is creepy fresh hell. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this, but this is at the Music Box Theater, and it is set in 2020. You know, during the pandemic, these friends come together online to do a video call, and then something goes awry. Uh, hello there. You're not Laura. Hello there. Who is this guy? It's ridiculous. Call me strange. That's perfect. Because that is what I am to you. A man for each time! Listen to me. Do we know you? No. It's not like we haven't seen these movies that uh, a couple of movies have done really well where they're just these video Zoom type. Uh, where they use the Zoom right, presence. Right. Yeah. But but this one from the trailer looks like they, uh, they go offline and they do some other things that that happen as well. And I like the music box. I, I think that when we start to talk about uh, expanding our, our movie palette, the music box is a place that helps you do that. Yeah, another theater that does a good job of, of playing the maybe lesser known productions is the Gene Siskel Film Center. I went there um, for a, uh, a local documentary um, 
I want to say late last year. Um, and there's a new series called Pioneers of Queer Cinema currently playing. Uh, what are some of the films being shown as a part of that? Well, the one that is that I really want to, to speak about, they, they have a number of films and I can bring up the list. But the one that I really mm -hmm. want to bring up is this one called The Watermelon Woman. It's playing on on the sixth, so you 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 basically have I think that's Saturday, so you have Saturday where you can go check that out. And what it's about? It's about this young girl named Cheryl who works in a video store. Video stores who video? They're they're <laughs> so, so she she works in a video store and she goes home uh, and watches the movies in the video store. And she and what she becomes interested in is she becomes interested in the black actors who are in that uh, in in these particular movies. And a lot of times she finds that the black actresses were not even given credit. There's no credit of who they were. So there's a particular movie called Plantation mm -hmm. Memories that she watches, and she sees this beautiful black woman who is a mammy uh, in that movie, and she does she has no credit. So she gets no credit and they, they don't know who she is her name is not there whatever and so cheryl decides to to make a movie about her and she's on a quest to learn as much as she can about this particular woman because she's listed in the credits as the watermelon woman and that's what this 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 film is about you know when we're talking about gene siskel when we talk about the music box even smaller theaters like harper how important is it for people to not only you know you know visit our imax screens visit our amcs but also taking in these smaller you know neighborhood or, or, or loop theaters as well yeah it's it's it, you already know the answer to that it's, it's, it is really important because the the many of them closed uh, uh, through the pandemic because they just really couldn't sustain themselves. Mm -hmm. They they really rely on that community that knows them, that uh, treasures them. And then when you go two years without being open, it was just really hard for some of these smaller entities to survive. So it's important to do so, but it's also important just from a content perspective. When you, if you only like these big budget movies and, and, the types of things that we're getting from the Marvel Studios and DC Studios and that type of stuff, then I guess you'll be fine. But man, you will find some good stuff at these other theaters and mm -hmm. you'll be surprised, actually. You really will be surprised. You'll be like, wow, that was good. There's a lot, it, just like people just discovered a lot of movies during streaming with uh, Netflix and and all the other streaming services, we discovered stuff that we probably mm -hmm. wouldn't have watched because we were home so much. We like, okay, let me just go ahead and watch this. This title, I don't even know. I never heard of it. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing with these smaller theaters. Reggie Ponder is a local film critic here in Chicago. I appreciate you making time for us here at CityCast. Oh, it's my, my pleasure, man, my pleasure. Showtimes for the films we discussed are in the show notes. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The alleged Highland Park shooter has entered a not guilty plea on all 117 felony counts. He stands accused of murdering seven people and injuring dozens more at the Highland Park 4th of July parade. The Chicago Ducky Derby is back today in the loop. It starts at 10 a.m. at Tribune Plaza, and then 75,000 rubber duckies are going to be dropped into the river at 1 o'clock. All proceeds will go to Special Olympics Illinois. 
There's some good news to get you through. The Uptown Rhythm Festival starts tomorrow at Foster Beach and runs through the weekend. Trust me, there is plenty for everybody. There'll be film screenings, yoga, a beach cleanup, drum circles, and live music. For more stories, including the latest on Northbrook's Rocky the Coyote, head over to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. As always, I appreciate you for listening. If you got a quick moment, please go ahead and rate and review the podcast. Helps other people find CityCast Chicago. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I am feeling great. I was saying a little earlier, it's hot here in Chicago, but I have not been outside, so I am feeling fantastic. (laughs)